Welcome back to the Michael Lawson Speaks podcast, the podcast for inspiration and encouragement. Welcome to a new season of the podcast. This is going to be Bereshit, in the beginning, a commentary to the book of Genesis. But before I get into that, where have I been? Well, uh, a lot has happened, um, and I will get into that at some point. Um, But I'm happy to say everything is good. Praise God. But let's get back to this new season of the podcast. If you ever wanted to understand the book of Genesis... If you ever had questions that were just never answered or even made sense to you, then you will want to listen closely and often as I will unpack this beautiful book verse by verse and chapter by chapter. Now, what I don't want to do is I don't want to overly spiritualize the text, which happens all too often, sad to say. So I will not be reading into the text things that aren't there or supported by Scripture. But if I do, I will point that out so I do not confuse you or lead you astray. Now I'm going to try and stay away from parts of Scripture that haven't been revealed to us in the text we are reading unless it is absolutely necessary to understand the text and context. Now, the reason, excuse me, the reason I don't want to do this is because this is, if this is your first time digging into the Bible, then I don't want to confuse you. Now, before we begin, I should tell you which Bible version that I will be reading from to formulate my commentary. I am using the New American Standard or NASB 2020. Now, I decided to use this version because I feel that it is the easiest to understand and is considered to be one of the best translations staying true to the original Hebrew text word for word as opposed to thought for thought. We'll get into that much later. Not that there's anything wrong with the latter. This is just my choice. And to be clear, all translations are translations of translations. But that's not a bad thing. Unless, of course, you can read Hebrew. And even then, not everyone agrees completely on all points. So, just get that out of the way. Now, what I use in my own studies are the complete Jewish Bible, the CJB, the New English Translation, the NET, the Tree of Life Version, TLV, and the Stone Edition Humash, which is spelled C-H-U-M-A-S-H, and of course, the NASB. So, which one should you use? 
Again, it depends on your preference. I'm using the NASB because like I said, I think it's really easy to understand. <clears throat> Excuse me, easy to understand and I think it works really, really well for this commentary. What I won't do also is I won't get into all the different commentaries or I'm sorry, all the different scriptures from the from the um, Bible sources that I just listed because then that can get super confusing. So with that, let's begin the Bereshit series with verses one through five. Now, Bereshit in Hebrew literally means in beginning. So therefore, that's why you have in the beginning. Anyway, here we go. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was formless and desolate emptiness, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning one day. That is verses 1 through 5. So now let's, let's spend some time unpacking this. So what we have here is that... God creates something out of nothing by simply speaking it into existence. Where there was a formless and desolate emptiness covered in darkness, there is now order. Imagine that for a second. Complete emptiness, desolate emptiness covered in darkness, and then order. The opening verse, in the beginning God created, could also be rendered as in the beginning of God's creating, which to me puts the verse in a more accurate context, which points to the who and the what rather than the when, which, by the way, has a tendency to get some of us into unnecessary debates around the age of the earth. Now, I agree that the question, when was the beginning of the world, is an intriguing one. However, the reason I don't believe this question really applies here is because of the object we are talking about, in this case, God. God does not have a beginning and therefore when it all happened becomes irrelevant to the story because he is the very beginning of everything. But there there had to be a beginning, right? Now, according to the Jewish calendar, <clears throat> excuse me, the current year is 5781 or 5781 years from creation. In 1654, I know that sounds a little odd, but hang with me. In 1654, a bishop named Usher calculated 
what would become the most commonly given date for creation? The year he came up with was 4004 BCE, or before the Common Era. However, there are many Jews today who believe the biblical accounting of time to be literal and therefore still accept a second century common era, sage named Rabbi Yossi bin Halafta, whose calculation of dating creation was to the year 3761 BCE, which basically uses the biblical approach of ages and lifespans of people recorded in the Bible and counts backwards to arrive at the year one date. So when you do the calculation from 3761 um, and convert that back to the Jewish rendering, that's how you get to year one. That's how you get to 5781. This is the year. Okay. So, but enough about time. Let's get back to what was actually created in the beginning. First, We have to understand that we cannot take our 21st century attitudes, beliefs, and ways of thinking and try to apply them to the rendering of biblical text. It just doesn't work and leads to all kinds of problems when interpreting the Bible. Now, I hesitate to do this now, but because I simply want to interpret scripture in context. However, it must be pointed out now because there is no way to fully understand what the Bible writers were were referencing if you don't have that full picture now. So if you have your Bible, you might want to hold your finger where we're at at Genesis 1 and then flip all the way over to the New Testament, so you got a long way to go, until you get to the Gospel of John. So why are we going from the Old Testament, Genesis 1, to John? You see, John, a disciple of Jesus, who is also credited with writing the Gospel of John, had this to say about what we just Read. Now, before we do that, let's go back and recap what we read in verses 1 through 5 of Genesis. And then I will go right into reading what uh, John has to say in his verses. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was a formless and desolate emptiness, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning one day. Now let's drop down to John 1, verses 1 through 5, and pay close attention to the similarities. In the beginning was the Word, 
and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and apart from him, not even one thing came into being that has come into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of mankind. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not grasp it. Before we drop down to um, uh, another verse, who is John talking about? Who is the he that was in the beginning with God? Who was getting all the credit for having all things come into being through him and without him, nothing came into being? He's talking about someone in the beginning with God. Let's take a look at what he says in verse 14. And the word became flesh. Pause right there. So we know that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. John says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Let's pick back up in verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we saw his glory, glory as of the only Son, from the Father, full of grace and truth. Notice how the opening of John's gospel substantiates and complements the opening of Genesis by telling us more about the who that was in the beginning actively creating and bringing everything into existence. But then he takes his thought to its natural completion in verse 14 by telling us that this word that was in the beginning doing all of this creating put on flesh and entered his creation to live among us. If that doesn't blow your mind, then I don't know what will. Until next time, thank you for listening. May God bless you and keep you. Good day.